Connecting with loved ones is easier when vacation mishaps are off your mind and in trusted hands. With plan benefits designed to protect your investments in case something unexpected happens before or during your trip, you can travel with confidence. Protect your trip with Allianz Travel Insurance. For more details, visit AAA.com slash travel insurance. It's December 31st, and you're putting on that fabulous outfit you've been waiting all year to wear. Or maybe you're just putting on flip-flops and heading to the beach for some fireworks. Whether it's a glitter bath or a laid-back island vibe you're looking for, everyone wants to welcome the new year with a bang. The big question is, where are you going to be on New Year's Eve? This week, I have two of my most trusted travel experts here to help you decide where and how to ring in the new year. First up, a voice you'll recognize if you listen to our Paris episode. I've been to Vegas for at least two New Year's. I've been to uh, Miami for at least two. I've been in LA a couple times as well. That's Lee Abamonte. He'll be sharing his favorite New Year's Eve destinations and his thoughts on those all out, big city New Year's Eve experiences. Then you'll hear from my fun-loving friend, Alexandra Backus, better known as Alex in Wonderland. She's quickly becoming the go-to expert for New Year's Eve celebrations in every culture. I'm like so hooked on these New Year's vibes now. I celebrated Rosh Hashanah this year. I'm not even Jewish. I just wanted another one. I'm hooked. So whether you're looking for an excuse to travel or you want to see how the year-end party plays out around the world, you'll find your perfect New Year's match in today's episode. Hi, Lee. Welcome back to the show. We are so glad you're here to talk to us about New Year's Eve. Thanks for having me. As always, it's a pleasure to see you. I imagine that you have lots of good New Year's Eve stories. So tell me, top New Year's destinations for you. The most recent one was last year. I was in Sydney. I'd always wanted to be in Sydney for New Year's because, you know, you always see it's the first major fireworks display. It's always like in the uh, late morning on CNN. It's the first one you see every year. It actually really did live up to the hype. It was pretty awesome. So the Sydney fireworks, it's kind of just all around the harbor. Does it come from one specific place? Like what are, what's the focal point that people are looking at? Yeah, they shoot it from both in the water, like in the harbor and then off the Sydney Harbor Bridge. And actually what they do in Australia is pretty smart. At nine o'clock, they set off fireworks for older people. And then they do another fireworks display at actual midnight. So it's uh, no matter how old you are, how late you like to stay up, you can see the fireworks. Where was your most beautiful New Year's Eve in terms of landscape? I was in Cape Town, which was really cool. That's another Southern Hemisphere, obviously, uh, destination. But it's like one of my favorite cities in the world. If you've ever been to Cape Town, it's probably the most scenic city on Earth. For New Year's, it was pretty cool down in Camps Bay, which is kind of like the hoity-toity beach area in Cape Town and just had a blast because there's a bunch of bars, restaurants, you can kind of hop around over there. And then, you know, you get families and people celebrating on the beach right in front of you. And it's just a nice way, very chill, kind of like Australia a little bit, but even more chill because there's less people. So that was a pretty cool spot. When you're paying in Rand, uh, you're saving a lot of money, so it's uh, it's nice. So it's a nice money-saving place to celebrate New Year's, especially if you can use points or miles to fly there, right? It's a long flight, and if you can upgrade or use points or miles, uh, you save some money and heartache. (laughs) 
What about U.S. destinations? I know you're a big Vegas guy. What do you think about Vegas for New Year's? Vegas is really expensive because you got to, if you want to go out and like party, right? Like if you, when I was younger, we used to go to nightclubs and you got to pay like a couple hundred bucks to get in and you can't get a drink. It's, it's a nightmare. I hate stuff like that. New York's the same way. If you go out to like fancy bars or restaurants, you pay all this money, right? For all you can drink and food and stuff. And you can't even get to the bar. Miami, I found the same thing. And if you just want to go out in those places and have like a nice dinner, it's usually prefix and you get some champagne or like whatever it is that comes with it. I do recommend doing that type of thing. Out here in LA, they do some pretty cool deals on New Year's as well, especially because like most people on the East Coast are asleep by the time it gets to New Year's out here. So it's a little more chill than it is surely on the East Coast. You've obviously been everywhere, but is there a destination that you'd like to visit specifically for New Year's Eve? One place I wouldn't mind doing New Year's someday is uh, Rio. I think that'd be cool or Buenos Aires. Especially BA, I think that would be really cool because I just love Argentina and I love the Argentinian people. Rio, I imagine, can get a little bit rough, but I think it'd be pretty cool just being on like Copacabana, like watching some fireworks. But BA is probably the the top place I'd like to go for New Year's. What are you doing for New Year's this year? Do you have it figured out yet? Probably something easy like Cabo or Hawaii if I do anything from LA. And if you go to Hawaii, what island would you go to? My two favorite islands are uh, Maui and the Big Island. So if I could find something reasonable on either of those, I'd, I'd be all in. How do they celebrate in Hawaii? You said you've been there a couple times. What, what do they do in Hawaii? It's like super chill. You go out to dinner at your resort. They give you a lay and the shells and the whole thing. And they have guys playing music. It's just like really nice. It's very couple-y or very family. It's not like crazy. It's just chill, which you'd expect in Hawaii, right? Exactly. And there can be so much hype around New Year's that causes anxiety for a lot of people. So there really is something to that laid back island approach. So on that note, what advice do you have for people who are thinking, oh, I need to make New Year's plans now? My best advice for New Year is just having gone to a lot of different kind of like top spots that people would consider top spots is less is more generally with New Year's because if you go to one of these big fancy parties where it's like 500 bucks for all you can eat and drink and there's 2,000 people in the room, keep in mind there's only like four or five bartenders. You're going to be waiting in line half the time. People are going to be bumping into you. You might get a drink or two, but that's about it. It generally ends up being more of a hassle than it's worth. And my Essential advice is go to cool places, but just do chill things like do a nice dinner, you know, go over to someone's house, that type of thing, as opposed to the big exorbitant parties in like Vegas or New York or Miami or LA. If there's something on your bucket list destination, like for mine, I mean, Sydney, it wasn't like I was going to go crazy to do it, but it worked out and I was really happy that it did. And that was probably the coolest place I've ever kind of rung in New Year's. That's definitely at the top of my bucket list. And I like the idea that it lives up to the hype, but it is also chill. The days of the fancy party and the standing in line and the many, many people and the four bartenders, like those days are long gone. Last year, we were at the lake and it was just us and people shooting fireworks off their dock. And that was wonderful. It's kind of not necessarily where you are, but who you're with and the environment you put yourself in. And now the AAA Travel Minute, presented by Allianz. Safer travel starts with travel protection. Hurricanes, wildfires, pandemics, 
Unpredictable events like these can make planning travel challenging. Fortunately, when unforeseen problems arise, travel insurance can help. Travel insurance can reimburse lost prepaid expenses, so you can cancel your trip at the last minute, reschedule it for a different time, or even choose a different destination. For trips affected by natural disasters, many travel insurance plans allow travelers to cancel or interrupt their trip. In addition to covering unexpected trip cancellations, travel insurance also provides coverage for other unforeseen events, such as travel delays or medical emergencies. This is particularly important because U.S.-based healthcare coverage is often not accepted internationally. Be sure to discuss travel insurance options with your travel advisor. Protecting your trip with insurance will give you peace of mind so you can enjoy your trip to the fullest. This was a AAA Travel Minute presented by Allianz. Safer travel starts with travel protection. Lee shared some great New Year's Eve destinations, especially for anyone who craves a calm, laid-back place to ring in the New Year. Next up, I've got Alex on deck to tell us where to go if you're looking for a bit of culture. Hello, Alex. Welcome to the show. We are so happy that you're here. So if Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas, you could be the queen of New Year's around the world. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. We're talking about one of my favorite things today. (laughs) One of your most memorable celebrations was in Banos, Ecuador. You were originally hoping for a beach party, but the hotels were sold out, so you ended up somewhere in the mountains, right? Can you tell us a little about that? Every hotel in the entire town was sold out, so we had to like retreat to the mountains, and it ended up being one of those really magical accidents. I mean, here we were in a town in Ecuador I had never heard of before this trip. And in my mind, New Year's Eve at that time was like high heels, sequins. Okay. It's still those things. But instead we were like in our kids and sweaters and we discovered this incredible tradition, which is people create these like effigies and masks out of paper mache it was like building up to this frenzy on New Year's Eve. And then on the day itself, it was kind of like a big street party on New Year's Eve night. And people were burning these effigies like in the middle of the street. And it was just like a big multi-generational party out there. So that was just so fascinating to get to, yeah, experience a completely different take on New Year's Eve instead of a ball dropping, art projects burning. It's so interesting to go around the world and see how people from different places and cultures celebrate. I joked that 2023, I was like chasing New Year's around the world because I did celebrate December 31st, uh, New Year's Eve here in the US at another friend's beautiful New Year's Eve wedding in the mountains of Idaho. And then I flew to Indonesia and I celebrated Nyepi, which is the Balinese New Year a New Year's tradition that involves a lot of beautiful, big statues that people create and parade through the streets. They call them Uga Ugas there. You have this incredible parade. It's beautiful. There's all the gamelan music. Then the next day was one of the most unique experiences I've had in my New Year travels around the world, which was you have 24 hours that you have to be completely inside. They close the airports. They close all stores. They close all businesses. Even the hospital closes down for everything except the emergency and maternity wards. And you are meant to use no electricity. Really, if you're doing full nyepi, as I would kept referring to it, you are not even meant to speak. You're meant to spend the day in complete silence and reflection. What I like about nyepi is it's the same thing I like about New Year's Eve in general. It's the reflection part. 
I like writing in my journal and thinking of the word for the year and no one's allowed to bother you. No one is breaking your silence. Taking that time to process and intention set. I can't tell you how many times this year I've been like, boom, I journaled on that. (laughs) So that's a tradition that I personally am going to be bringing into my New Year's now for the rest of my life. Where did you go after Bali? Then I carried on to Thailand from there and celebrated Songkran, which is their Thai New Year. Songkran is a big countrywide water fight, and it's really beautiful because it evolved from this tradition of going to temple and being sprinkled with like cleansing water to start the year fresh. And I like to joke that like we clearly have a lot more sins to wash away these days because now like you get like mowed down in the street with a super soaker. A little sprinkle is it is not going to cut it anymore. (laughs) It's aggressive, but it's really fun. That's a good way to celebrate New Year's. Let's get local. Do you have a favorite U.S. destination for New Year's Eve? New Orleans was the best because you kind of, again, it had that street party vibe that I had in Banos, Ecuador, that we would have in the beach in Koh Tao, Thailand, where you were just kind of wandering around, hearing live music. And we very spontaneously at like 11.55 were like, wait, we want to see the fireworks. And we ran down to the river and kind of scrambled up and found a seat on the rocks and watched this beautiful New Year's show. And New Year's Eve fireworks celebration and then continued back to keep boogieing to live music, probably at the same bars that you and I went to, Angie, when we were in New Orleans together. Cannot confirm. (laughs) But I was like, you know, I love a fancy glass of champagne, but I had a pretty good time like drinking a hurricane out of a foot long plastic souvenir cup that New Year's. So I would definitely recommend New Orleans if you're looking for like a super fun, but low key in the logistical planning sense. What's your number one tip for planning New Year's? I think when you do your little New Year's intention setting and you're thinking about what you want to bring into the year, think about how you can bring that into your New Year's, whether that's sitting next to someone you love or finding some silliness and joy or literally having a bubble bath and watching the ball drop on live stream. I agree. Couldn't agree more, actually. Whatever you're trying to take with you, start it on the 31st. Start that intention and roll with it the rest of the year. Just pick a fun place to do it and you kind of can't go wrong as long as you're, what do they say? It's not, it's not where you are, but who you're with that really matters. And that's so true, right? Especially on New Year's. And I think the other thing that matters is like, no matter where you are or what you're doing, you should be wearing glitter. Even if you are at home alone in your bathtub, that's really important to me. And I think more people should consider that. With that wise and shimmering piece of advice, I think we can conclude our New Year's Eve episode. Lee Abamante and Alexandra Backus, thank you for joining us. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. I'm Angie Orth. Thank you for traveling with AAA.